Welcome to the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast, where business owners, thought leaders, and community champions from across Central Illinois come to share their story. The Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. Anything less would be uncivilized. What's up, Central Illinois? I'm Derek Hayden. I'm here with Garrett Ulmer. We are your hosts for the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast, powered by Zambu. Zambu is a delicious grapefruit or wildberry vodka-based spirit infused with a Brazilian buzz button. It's smooth, tasty, and leaves you with a signature tingle. Learn more at ZambuLiquors.com. Zambu, taste the tingle. All right, Central Illinois, today's guest is the CEO of Halo Solar in Goodfield, Illinois. Ladies and gents, please welcome Wes Ernst. How you doing, Wes? I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you guys awesome. doing this evening or this morning, we're, I guess? <laughs> we're doing good. We appreciate you jumping on here with us. Yeah, yep, doing good. All right, Wes. Well, we're excited to hear your story. But before we do, I'm going to kick it to Garrett and we're going to take you through the speed round to get to know you just a little bit better. Well, it sounds like you've listened to a couple shows, so you probably studied up for these real tough questions we've got coming your way. So we'll go ahead and just jump right into it. First concert. I was hoping that you I was going to win the million dollars. Hey, you know It what? is on the we'll, line. I'll if, start the if, timer. If you have studied up, there's a great chance. So <laughs> first concert that you ever attended. Uh, I went to uh, an Incubus and a Hoobastain concert in uh, Peoria. <laughs> Hoobastank, awesome. you don't hear much out of them anymore, do you? No, no. I think uh, that was about the only concert that I think I had the uh, the opportunity to attend of theirs, but it was nice. funny way. <laughs> All right. Your favorite movie? Uh, a five-year engagement. Big Jason Seagal fan. Okay. All right. Nice. Favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, so this one's tough because uh, I like hard ice cream and I like soft ice cream, right? And I feel like those are two kind of different varieties. So uh, with hard ice cream, I like uh, butter pecan. Okay. Um, and then with soft ice cream, I'm a big lemon fan. All right. Yep. Are, are you an iPhone or Android guy? iPhone. Favorite social media platform? Uh, LinkedIn. All right. And last but not least, why Central Illinois? Yeah, so um, I've had the privilege of, of traveling in the country, um, seeing most of most states um, and working in a lot of them um, and being abroad as well. And I will say this, uh, Central Illinois has the best people. Um, you know, everyone is always helping. Uh, community is such an important piece of living in Central Illinois and everybody um, really, you know, they do their best. And um, everybody is really together. You see that when whenever we have any misfortune or uh, just when everyone gets excited about, you know, new businesses popping up and new opportunities and all that. So, yeah, I would say the people and I would also say the opportunity. I mean, that we have a lot of great opportunities here in Central. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, you had a great answer to the last one. Unfortunately, that took you just over the time limit to secure your million dollars. So, oh, man. Yeah, but That's I do think okay. you, you, okay. we'll make sure that uh, our keynote sponsor, Zambu, cuts you a check for the consolation prize of a half million dollars. Yeah, so, yeah you, tell, well, you tell Jared that he owes me a million dollars either way. He probably right. says that I there do fantasy football, but that's probably not true either. So. <laughs> nice. Well, awesome, Wes. Well, hey, 
um, for our listeners and viewers, if you could give us a rundown of, of your story, Wes. So take us back as far as you'd like and bring us up to date with uh, where you are now and how you got there. Yeah. So um, I grew up on a farm here in central Illinois, um, about um, 10 minutes, 10 miles out uh, west of, uh, of normal um, in a town called Danvers. Um, and um, from there, you know, I worked at a really young age and uh, really, you know, I, I pride myself on my work habits and all that. And I feel like that was really stems from that. So I uh, kept working on the farm all the way until uh, I was uh, about 20 years old. Um, and so in the in the winter time, when I was about 19 going on 20, I started working at restaurants, uh, you know, and then that was about the first time that I had ever worked with anybody my own age, really, you know, and uh-huh. uh, and so I really fell in love with restaurants and working with people and, and all that. So um, after a couple more years of, of grinding it out and uh, at Heartland, um, you know, because I, you know, on again, off again, didn't know what I wanted to do, didn't want to spend money if I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I'd go for a semester. And then I would, you know, stop and then I'd go back and I'd do that over and over again. And so finally I realized I really like working in restaurants and um, uh, about that time uh, that, uh, you know, Top Chef became really popular too. So I was like, you know what? Um, I'm really good with working with my hands. I like being on my feet. I like talking to people. So I ended up going to culinary school in Chicago. And from there, I started working at really fine dining restaurants um, up there and uh, got really into, you know, the, the food scene. And um, so I, I decided I was going to go and study abroad and did that in Spain and started working at restaurants over there. Worked at a couple, um, was thinking about staying over there to keep working, but, um, you know, miss family, miss friends uh, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so was convinced to, to come to come back home. Um, from there, I was planning on moving uh, to San Francisco uh, to con- continue to pursue, uh, you know, my chef, uh, being a chef and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so didn't have the money to do that right away. Um, and so started, uh, you know, work, find, trying to find work around here and uh, ended up uh, going to a place in Peoria Heights called June restaurant. Um, it was really fine dining, um, and it was farm to table. Um, and, uh, from there I started in the kitchen and, uh, worked my way up to, uh, the general manager, um, within a couple of years. And, uh, about that, you know, after, after doing that for a year or two, I realized that, um, I didn't love the restaurants, uh, the time frame, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I was working every weekend and in my mid twenties, all my friends were off, missed all, you know, a bunch of my friends' weddings and, and all those things, you know, important life. So I started thinking, um, go back to school and, and figure out another uh, career path at, at that point in time. So from there, um, I went to school for a couple semesters, realized I wanted to get some type of financial degree, um, and still to this day haven't done that because at that exact point in time, I realized what I wanted, uh, what I thought I wanted to do. I got offered a job at uh, at Jimmy John's, uh, the corporate office, um, to uh, be one of their marketers, 
And so uh, a similar story to, to Jared, uh, which you referred to, right? Um, yep. Yep. And uh, same, ended up doing the same thing Jared did, where we got a management job there and started traveling the country and had our own team across the country, right? Um, so that was really fun. And then what I realized with that job, and I kind of known that from the June was that I really liked um, managing people, inspiring people um, and helping people find um, their niche and their way a little bit. Right. And being a coach and all that kind of stuff. And um, so really just enjoyed that. Um, about five years later, I got really sick of traveling. Uh, you know, it was just too much on the road. So I still wanted to work with people uh, and use my started using my culinary degree. So I went into selling food to restaurants for Gordon Food Service. From there, I did that in Bloomington um, for a few years. And then uh, my wife uh, found a job up in Milwaukee. And uh, so they transferred me up to downtown Milwaukee uh, on March 14th of 2020. Nice. Um, perfect timing <laughs> perfect timing yeah uh, so from there uh you know all the restaurants that i was uh, going to be selling to uh, essentially started closing up uh, and all downtown essentially closed up so i got laid off for a few months a few months and uh from there i went back to school right i kept pursuing that so anytime i've ever had any moments in my life where I feel like I'm not all all the way in or I have more extra time. I've been trying to knock off as much schooling as possible. Um, and so I was going to school and I started getting really into renewable energy, um, sustainability um, from an economics perspective. And I uh, really got into trains and, um, uh, you know, what I think that trains could be in our future although that's a really complicated mess uh, and I don't really want to get into that too much, but that was one of my passions. Um, and so basically from there, I realized that I didn't want to sell food the rest of my life, uh, but I enjoyed the job and it was a, it's a great company to work for. Um, family owned, um, still family owned and, and it's, it's a really massive company, but it's a really good company to work for. So I had, I went back to work and I, I enjoyed it, but I knew that it wasn't where my passion lied. So I started thinking, um, once I get done with school, I'll try to find something in the renewable energy world. Well, I've known um, Seth Zeller for a long, for quite some time uh, through mutual friends uh, being in central Illinois. And one of those mutual friends had told me when I came back down to visit uh, around 4th of July in uh, uh, last year, um, or no, 2021, I'm sorry, not last year, um, that uh, he was looking for somebody to help with Halo. And so from there, I just started talking to him and uh, my wife and I uh, got really excited about the opportunity and her job had changed so she could work from home because of COVID. So we decided, you know what, let's, let's move back towards family and friends um, and uh, take on this this opportunity that uh, was super exciting. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's how I got to Halo, essentially. Quite the nice. journey. Yeah. So yeah, you were in the food industry for how many years then? I was in the food industry for 16 years. Wow. So you, you took a, 
a fairly uh, abrupt turn from food into solar uh, energy or renewable energy. So that's cool how you can, someone can have a focus on something and all of a sudden we were just talking about this with our last guest, a challenge pops up, AKA COVID in the food industry. And you're able to find something else to, you know, create a new path. So um, that's very cool. So before I move on, as you were talking, made me think of Garrett's experience in the food industry. And uh, I feel like before we move on, Garrett, you've got to tell your your experience in the food industry as a young man. <laughs> I mean, definitely not as exciting as yours, but uh, I mean, I I was one of the high school kids that had to work. You know what I mean? As far as that goes, so when I was very young, I worked in a in a Hardee's and then a, a small hamburger joint in in town and. You know, needless to say, sometimes they probably lost money on me as an employee because I probably ate as much food um, as as they paid me as far as that goes. But uh, is there a particular story you're wanting the, to the bathroom, The bathroom story. Oh, man, you're going to make me look really bad right now in front of everybody. Which uh, you were like fine. 18. It's OK. I was like 16 when it happened. 16. So. There you go. <laughs> anyway, so Hardee's, of course, they're known for their breakfast food and uh uh, bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits. And every so often, me and another employee would sneak a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit into the restroom and have breakfast while we were working <laughs> until we got busted because our uh, store manager had realized that employee or customers probably don't go into the restroom to eat their breakfast because we were throwing our wrappers in the trash can. That's how <laughs> dumb we were as kids. So. <laughs> Needless to say, I was not cut out for the food industry, but I honestly feel like every individual should have to do it at some point. It really kind of shows you a true true understanding of of people, work ethic, and different things because uh, it it's just it's a great way to learn communications. But uh, learned about chicken real quick too. I gave a lady a, a a thigh instead of a breast, and I got chewed out pretty good on like my second day at Hardee's. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 one of those things that ever I feel like every young kid should have to have to work at least a month in food service to gain a respect for for everyone that has to, that has done it and done it for a long time. So now everybody's going to think I'm a crook because I stole bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits when I was 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the tip is don't throw your wrappers away in the bathroom. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyways like Wes you're I'm sure you're way more professional in your food service in 16 years than I was in my year I, and a half or I know I, I have spent. some stories that, that are very similar and all that you know I mean you you work in the restaurant industry for so long and uh yeah I mean it's easy it's easy to to grab onto food when it's right there in front of you and uh you know I, I agree with what you said though Garrett because uh and you know a lot of people ask me you know how did I go from from food industry to where I'm at now. And, and my answer is communication. Yeah. And that's what I learned. And in, in what you had mentioned that too, right. And that's what I learned uh, the most was uh, communication was so key in the food industry because people are very quick to get upset. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they don't necessarily appreciate you as much for when you're just doing the right thing a lot, right. Of, of yeah. the time. Um, so it's amplified in the food industry quite a bit. Um, and then when, uh, you know, so I didn't, I wasn't necessarily, you know, cus- consumer, um, facing essentially, sure. right. With my, uh, Gordon food service job. 
Um, so that really allowed me to understand what business owners were looking for and be able to have real uh, genuine conversations when it came to business ownership um, and what they were looking for. Because what I really would like to do is, is try to find not necessarily what their food needs were, but what they were looking for in general, what their, you know, what their future uh, mindset looked like. Um, so, you know, because I can only help with so much, but if I could be an advisor, if I could help with bringing, uh, you know, some ideas that other owners had shared with me, sure. that's really where I, I excelled. I felt like in, in yeah. important food service, but in the food industry, just in general communication is so it valuable. is. Yeah. And for a young individual like myself in high school, it, I look back and it taught me so much more that I never realized at the time, you know, you talk about customer service, handling objections, working with people, stuff at 16 years old, I didn't realize, but it, I truly, for a foundation, I I'm a true believer. Everybody should have to do it for a while just to, I mean, overcoming tasks, objections, you know, just different things that it teaches you down the road that um, is good for any individual. Yeah, for sure. I, I, uh, I spent some, my fair share at the, uh, the concessions window at the Shelbyville area family aquatic center. And, uh, <laughs> I can tell you when someone didn't get enough nacho cheese with their pretzels, it was ugly. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like what you guys dealt with in the food industry. So, oh, shoot. so Wes, uh, in sound like July 21 is when you started your conversations with halo solar. Um, I guess, first off, tell us what Halo Solar is. I think that's a good starting point. What is Halo Solar? So Halo Solar is um, uh, a solar installation company. We design and project manage um, solar uh, jobs. We, are, we do residential, and uh, but our main focus is commercial and industrial um, and, and, and large scale uh, jobs. Uh, so uh, we were started essentially from out of uh, the brains of union elections, right? And so the the idea was that they had seen um, the writing on the wall, right? That uh, solar was going to start taking off in Illinois, uh, you know, five six years ago. So what they wanted to do is start trying to capture that a little bit. And what they found was when they start partnering with other people to do some installation work, the ones that were doing the design and project manage, that they weren't really, the other companies that were doing this didn't necessarily understand how union electricians operated and how they ran their, their jobs. Mm -hmm. And also uh, what uh, they also found was that they didn't really know what they were talking about most of the time. Um, so they were <laughs> designing these projects that actually really couldn't operate in a, in a big way. So when they would get to the job, the, the electricians would have to, you know, redo the, the design work a lot of times and, and different things like that. Yeah. So they, uh, you know, the Zellers and their partner uh, were like, let's figure this out. Let's, let's, you know, put, put some guys who understand what's going on um, into this position and start having them to design it and project management. And if it works for us, maybe we'll, maybe we can um, partner with other union electricians in this area um, and, and do a bunch of jobs that way. And so I don't think anybody at that point in time saw that Illinois was going to have such great incentives that it currently does. Mm -hmm. uh, we really at, I mean, 
we really have the best incentives in the country right now. And wow. Great. Um, yeah, it's really uh, our, our solar program and our renewable energy program in Illinois is top notch. You know, we uh, and, and, and part of that is because we have really big goals um, in Illinois to get rid of the coal mines and go 100 percent sustainable uh, by 2050. And, um, you know, with the EV cars coming on and other other applications that are going to be using more electricity, uh, those are really uh, high goals to, to set out for, be, you know, because those coal mines, they produce quite a bit of energy right now. So uh, we already need to increase if we're going to, you know, bring on the EV cars and, and that whole um, grid is going to need to be uh, upped with more and more electricity. So, you know, that the government is really just trying to throw as much money um, to local business owners and, and residents uh, and incentivize them to put it on their own roof or in their own yard. Sure. Nice. So how does Halo go about getting the jobs? Is it something that you have to go out and, you know, place a bid on or find out about a bid? How do they go about finding the jobs for, for the commercial side? So, yeah, we, um, we do uh, do some uh, uh, public bids, uh, you know, obviously new, new buildings that are going in, a lot of them have solar uh, attached to them, uh, you know, because it just makes more sense to put it in to begin with. Uh, so a lot of those were public bids, you know, schools are a lot of those can be public bids too. Um, other than that, we, you, we just go out and talk to local business owners, um, okay. you know, and, and much in the way I was talking about with what I what I was talking about with the food industry and talking to different restaurant owners, that's what we just started doing with commercial and manufacturers. Uh, you know, just like, hey, you know, what is your, you know, what what's your biggest needs? Lots of them will say, you know, lower uh, energy. A lot of them use brokers and all and that stuff um, to get their energy a little bit lower. But those contracts uh, do eventually expire, and then you have to renegotiate those um, and all those kinds of things. So what we're finding is a lot of business owners are, especially with the, uh, with the idea that a recession is, is uh, possibly on the horizon, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's true. I can't necessarily speak to that, but a lot of people are a little worried about that, so they don't want to put their money in the market, um, and they want to put their money on something that has a good return. And with... Um, a lot of these jobs that we're seeing, you know, these business owners can get their uh, full return uh, within five to six years, sometimes even as soon as two years, even a little bit before that. So, I mean, we're talking major uh, projects that you can pay off and then save millions of dollars uh, through the term of, uh, of the panels themselves. I mean, which lasts 30 years is the life wow, of those. Okay. And they can still keep producing after that 30 years too. So by year 30, you're talking they're at 80, they're about 84% uh, degradation. So that means they still have 84% life. Um, and so we're just fortunate in this, com uh, this country where that 84% that is actually the lifespan um, because, you know, uh, we we could keep, uh, keep making them produce that, right? But the warranty runs out there. What's up, Central Illinois? Derek Hayden here. Garrett and I love sharing all the awesome stories about our Central Illinois business leaders. We want to make sure our Central Illinois businesses are protected so we can continue to share all these great stories. That's why you should consider another great Central Illinois company, Pekin Insurance, for your business insurance needs. 
That's right. You can get all the commercial insurance coverages that your company needs from an excellent insurance company headquartered right here in Pekin, Illinois. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important to you, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about their commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. You can also contact your favorite podcast host, Garrett, or myself, Derek, and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Uh, so with the, uh, the year, the 30 year lifespan, what we've done is we've partied, uh, partnered with a company who will recycle those or sell okay. those, uh, panels to, um, underprivileged, uh, communities or wow. countries essentially. Sure. Uh, uh, so we're not refilling the landfill with, with these panels. We are, uh, definitely finding sustainability and, uh, recycling them or reselling them. Um, wow. That's awesome. Good news. So I know, I know when you first said it, some of the business owners ears probably perked up when they heard it. So some incentives, that's yes. what business owners like to hear. Are you able to tell us about some of those or um, is there anything you would like to share about those incentive programs for that business owners might want to learn more about? Absolutely. Yeah. There's um there's a 30% uh, tax credit. It's a uh, federal tax credit that these business owners can uh, collect within the first year. Um, And so uh, that's going to be good. It's with the Inflation Reduction Act that went to uh, 2032. So we're anticipating uh, another 10 years of that. Well, nine years of that at this point Mm -hmm. in time. Um, And then the other big one in Illinois is called um, uh, Solar Renewable Energy Credits, SREC for short. Uh, that's what cool. most people call it. And with that, that's an incentive from the state. So with uh, a business, you will collect 90% of that within the first seven years. They come in quarterly payments. Cool. And, uh, a rough, so that, that changes from your production, right? So there isn't really necessarily a percentage of the job that goes into that mm-hmm. um, because it depends on which, uh, which way the, the solar panels are facing. You know, south and west are usually are the best options for that. You're not going to get much out of the north. East, you can still get quite a bit out of. Um, but if they're directly south, then they're going to have a higher production and you're going to get more SREC value because mm-hmm. of that. Right. With that SREC, um, you know, I guess a, a rough estimate on that would be around another 30% that you'd be getting back. And then just the actual savings themselves, uh, you know, are, are substantial. We we've seen a lot of jobs where we've been able to uh, fully offset, you know, the energy needs. Um, So that creates a really fast payback period. And um, some of these companies are seeing millions of dollars in savings um, through the life of the project. Uh, And then, Oh, one more would be depreciation. So you can claim uh, a bonus depreciation, which means that you can claim uh, 80% of that in the first year. Okay. Okay. The rest of that would be uh, you'd be able to claim in the next five years. Wow, wow! So a lot of that incentive is is really it's pretty quick um, mm-hmm. when it comes to getting that money back just doing from doing your taxes essentially. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, that, there are definitely some perks to that. Then I know some business owners are getting a little antsy hearing some of that stuff. So that's good. Well, great. So I'm looking at your at the Halo Solar website right now, which is Halo Solar dot net and right on the home page there is a um i think it says even oh there's a get a quote button mm-hmm. um there's 
tons of information about just solar in general and some of the stuff you've already talked about, Wes. So it sounds like maybe if there's a business owner that wants to learn more, they can just go to the website and obviously read through your website, but also there's a get a quote option where they can maybe see what their actual cost would look like for installation and, and uh, labor. Is that, does that sound right? That's correct. Yeah. So what we would do with that is we'd reach out to you and get the information that we need, um, you know, to, to start putting together a proposal and, and then we'd show you what that, that looks like and how we would, how we would go about doing that, that project. Um, it's really, it's pretty painless. Uh, you know, we, we'd want to do a site assessment and we'd want to, uh, will we need to get a, a copy of your electric bill just to see what your usage is and, mm -hmm. and your, and all that. And, and we like to get your rates so we can see what your actual savings would be um, through the life. So, you know, in our proposals, we use a, a 2.5% escalator, meaning that uh, energy, we we're projecting energy to go up 2.5% each year, which is actually lower than the national average right now. So we try to keep our numbers extremely conservative. Uh, we don't want to uh, over promise and under deliver. We would much rather be doing the opposite thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And then do you have a radius of operation? So uh, currently, mo uh, a lot of our business is done in central Illinois right now. Um, uh, we do have partners up north in Chicago. We have uh, partners up north in uh, Rockford. We've done quite a few jobs in Rockford. Um, and then we go as far south right now as St. Louis. Um, okay. So basically everything in Illinois, we have partners that we can uh, we can get to. We also have done some jobs in Ohio. We've uh, done a couple jobs in Washington State. Uh, just kind of uh, random, uh, random jobs that uh, people have contact us about. But that's the thing about uh, our organization is that we are, uh, you know, we're a project manager, we're designers, and we're salespeople. So um, we can really go anywhere and we can talk, we, you know, we can use any type of technology to talk to anybody anywhere and run, run a job. Um, so it's, you know, we're trying to expand uh, more just from central Illinois out. Um, sure. but at the same time, uh, we're able to, uh, we're able to partner with anybody in, even in the state of Wisconsin or in the state of Missouri yeah. too. So cool. Sounds like you're pretty flexible then. We are, we're very flexible. We're, you know, one of the things that we really were doing was reaching out to as many union electricians across in, in the general vicinity of where we've been looking at jobs and just created really good partnerships and bonds that way. Very sure. nice. So do you have a, um, I guess, a, a size uh, when you, we talk about businesses, obviously there's large businesses, small businesses. Is there a size that you feel you work best with or you, you've had a good experience with all sizes? Yeah, so uh, we we use a, a reference of, of kilowatts. That's what we built the jobs in is kilowatts. Mm -hmm. um, so our real niche is uh, uh, 250 kilowatts to 2 meg. Uh, that's really where we fall. Um, we, I mean, we do a lot of uh, 100 kilowatt systems, though, uh, you know, and, and a lot of farmers and a lot of res, uh, resident, bigger residential jobs will have that. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and we don't, we're not necessarily um, against doing a smaller jobs by any means, but, you know, we always tell people we're not the cheapest you know, we have the, we, we really utilize our experts, um, and also labor, you know, labor is an issue across the board, right? So, uh, when we're doing a lot of these bigger jobs, it's really hard to acclimate the, the labor, um, 
to those jobs like a residential who they want their their stuff done pretty quickly right and we have mm -hmm. a little bit more of a backlog on residential than a lot of other companies do um the the thing is we we do a lot of residential um and most people find value in what we're saying right because we have we have uh work we have a five-year workmanship warranty um which uh, a lot of other local companies do have the same, but what we find is because our incentives are so great in the state of Illinois that a lot of um, companies try to to get in right and uh, and basically oversell because they're not necessarily here, right? And so they sell a job and then they get out, and then they don't maintain it and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to deal with all of all of the things that would cost them money, mm -hmm. right? That they're not sure, actually sure. making any more money on. They already sold the job. So what you're, what we're finding is that in, in central Illinois, there's a lot of people uh, that need to kind of watch where they're buying it from because these, these certain companies will leave the state, which they've mm -hmm. done before when the incentives dry up. Uh, so at the end of uh, 2021 there, we had the Illinois program did not get renewed for about three months. So, all those companies left mm -hmm. and we started getting calls about maintenance on all of their jobs. And that's just something we can't really do because it will mess with their warranty and all those other things that they have. And, you know, then we become liable for it too. And that's just right. not something that we're really interested in, in coming liable for somebody else's work. Yeah. Um, so there is a, there is an incentive to buy buy local i would say and a lot of people will understand that local people are not necessarily the cheapest but we have the expertise and we have you yeah. um we have the customer service that people really are yeah. need with these systems so yeah yeah perfect great well believe it or not wes we are approaching the 30 minute mark before we jump off of here is there any last items that you want to tell the audience or any um, anything about Halo Solar or business in general that you'd like to share? Yeah, I think, um, you know, with Halo Solar, um, we what we did is we went out and we got, um, you know, really long-term uh, electricians uh, that can really help with our install. And then we got um, a couple guys who uh, design and build and project manage for us who have, who have renewable energy degrees. Um, one from uh, ISU, the other one has a physics degree from Wesleyan and uh, a major in renewable energy with a fo hyper focus on, uh, on solar. And so we have uh, really great expertise in-house. Um, you know, I, I like to think that we have, you know, the high, high utmost in the state of Illinois in expertise. So when we're operating um, with the business owner, you know, like I said, we like to use conservative numbers. We like to make sure that um, our our I's are dotted and our T's are crossed, right? Um, so um, just knowing that what you're getting with Halo is is a group of transparency uh, and uh, just really hardworking um, people. So um, that's that's my little pitch there for for Halo. Perfect. That's great. Well, if they have more questions, Wes, what's the best way to contact you or Halo Solar? Yeah, I would say emailing me at um, uh, w uh, e r n s t at halosolar.net 
That's W Ernst at halosolar.net. Um, or doing what you said there, Derek, um, and going on the website and just clicking that get a quote now. Uh, we'll we'll get back to you pretty much uh, within the next uh, few minutes, I'm sure. So uh, unless it's at night, then we'll probably wait till the morning. But uh, we're we're really quick to respond and and uh, just you know if you're thinking of going solar, just think uh, now's a really good time to do it. Uh, don't let those incentives dry up because in the state of Illinois. Um, those SREX, they will start going down about 4% each year is what the projection is. Um, so, uh, you know, now's the time to, to be looking at it and, and trying to get all of the incentives that you possibly can. Sure. Awesome. Well, thanks well, for great. your time, Wes. Yes. All you listeners out there, make sure you're subscribing to the CIBL podcast on your favorite podcast platform. While you're listening, please give us a quick review. It'd be greatly appreciated. You can also find us on social media, mainly on LinkedIn and Facebook, and you can connect with Garrett and I personally there as well. Until next time, Wes, you've officially been civilized. Thanks, Thanks guys. For, yep. Thanks for having Thanks us. For Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash CIBL podcast. You can also follow us on LinkedIn. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. It's the civilized thing to do.